abide. Connecting to your present experience. Opening to being with experience. If it's useful, it may be helpful to allow and explore a relaxation of body and mind. Sometimes simply the intention towards relaxation can support relaxation. Just an opening to Oh, maybe relaxation is possible right now. And seeing how the body and mind respond to that intention or that request. May the body relax. May the mind relax. Allowing the field of our mindfulness practice to be in the field of as much relaxation as is available. exploring, observing the body and the breath, receiving the sensations of body and breath in this field This can be a broad and receptive field, uh, kind of a settling back and taking in a broader experience of breath and body. Or it may be a little more precise. Just aware, perhaps for some of you at the nostrils or in the abdomen, 
of the sensations of breathing in and breathing out. Again, allowing those sensations to come in, receiving sensations. We don't make the sensations happen. They happen and can be known, received. And so broad or more precise, whatever feels supportive for you. For some of you, uh, an even broader awareness may feel more supportive, an open awareness, receiving the broader field of sounds and body sensations and thoughts, emotions. What supports you in this moment to be connected? Both relaxed and alert. mindfulness practice, we are exploring the possibility of opening to all aspects of our experience. And at times it's useful to support the establishment of mindfulness, to settle the attention, collect the attention, with something simple like the breath or the body. This can support the stabilization of attention. And yet, being with the breath is not the goal of mindfulness practice. We learn to open to all of our experience with a friendly, relaxed, allowing awareness. Today, I'd like to explore a little bit more about the field of experience, of emotions and mind states. 
And as I, before I describe how we might open to and explore that terrain, I just want to frame the offering here, what we offer in the mornings as instructions. Sometimes it can be heard and understood as a practice to engage in or as something to do. And it can also be understood not so much as something to do, but more as a description of a field of experience that might be noticed, that might become apparent in your practice. And so we don't necessarily have to pick up these instructions as an activity. But as I speak about it this morning, there may be some ways of meeting that experience or something that the the mind naturally absorbs and then the mind becomes more attuned to a particular area of experience and starts noticing it in a new way. Not as something that we're actively doing, but more just as something that is noticed. And so relaxing connecting to experience. One field of our experience that is always happening, just as the body sensations are always happening, is the state of our mind. mind states include a wide range of experience. From what we would normally call emotions, both skillful and unskillful emotions or wholesome and unwholesome emotions, helpful and unhelpful emotions such as anger, fear, joy, love, gratitude, frustration, anxiety, compassion. That's one field of these mind states. 
And yet, mind states are a little broader than what we typically call emotions. Other kind of states in the mind that affect how we meet experience might include boredom, sleepiness, restlessness, concentration, mindfulness, peace, spaciness, confusion, calm. That we might not call these emotions per se, but they are states of mind. So in this moment right now, how is the mind? What kind of state is present? Mind states can be obvious at times and clear. Sometimes mind states are a little more vague, diffuse. And as I mentioned last night, the feeling sometimes of meeting a diffuse experience. That's more like understanding the climate. So what's the climate of the mind in this moment? Relax. And you don't have to exactly look for it. If it's not obvious, that's fine. Just what's, what's, what is obvious in this moment, or perhaps just connect with the breath and body, if that's what's supportive for you. Sometimes we can be aware of the climate of the mind, almost as the background or the the lens through which we are meeting experience. If it's more pervading, it may be more that kind of experience. in a more pervading way, we can simply recognize or know, oh, calm is happening. Or spaciness is happening. And not try to get too precise about how we know that, just that we know it. 
simple. If the mind state is stronger, if it's more kind of in the foreground, maybe more as an emotion, it can be useful to hover with it, be curious about it, explore a little bit of investigation. One teacher offers uh, an acronym to work with emotions as they're a little stronger. Michelle McDonald offers the acronym of RAIN. R-A-I-N. R. Recognize Recognize the emotion, maybe with a simple anger is happening, confusion is happening. Love is happening. The A, allow, all experience is ultimately okay, can be known and received with mindfulness. Sometimes this can be a felt sense of allowing, and it's The experience might be with a challenging emotion, something like, oh, it's just frustration. That's what this is. That recognition coming with the quality of allowing. And sometimes we need to potentially remind ourselves, it's okay. This can be allowed. The I could stand for interest, being curious about what's happening. Oh, this is what's happening. How does it affect the body? Gail talked about this yesterday. How do we know this emotion is happening? How do we know this mind state is happening? Hovering, curious. And N, 
non-identification or reminding ourselves, this is nature. This is a human experience. Humans experience this emotion. This human is experiencing this emotion because of causes and conditions. It's natural in this moment for this to be arising. It's nature. Sometimes I, I just drop in the of course reminder. Of course this is happening. The conditions have led to this arising. And yet that of course is not a giving into. There's a way in which we meet our experience with dignity and integrity. And that is a different meeting, a different way to relate to what has arisen. It's the recognition, this has arisen already here. Opening to it with dignity, recognizing it, allowing it, interested in it. This is nature. And then we can be curious about what happens to the state of mind as we recognize it, allow it, and are interested in it. It won't be static. In fact, emotions even the word emotion includes the word motion. It wants to move, they want to move. They naturally move and change. And so can we be open to that experience of emotion, not as a static thing, but as a changing dynamic experience? Abide, rest at home, receiving experience. 
if breath and body are obvious. That can be, that may be just where the attention is. Sometimes mind states are clear. Nothing is a distraction in mindfulness practice. If while you are attending to some particular experience, something else becomes strong, that's what is now in some ways asking to be met. whether it's body sensations or sounds or sights, moods, emotions, even thoughts. relaxed and alert. Another aspect of exploring or curiosity in the terrain of mind states and emotions is the interrelationship between emotions and thoughts. There's a feedback and a conditioning between thoughts and emotions. Sometimes a thought will arise in the mind, and the mind thinks about it a little bit, and in that thinking, an emotion arises. And so we might have a memory come up in our mind about a conversation we had with a friend and perhaps that conversation was charged. So it's a memory arising and the mind kind of uh, ruminating with that memory 
the emotion is constructed in the moment. It's not, it's not that that emotion was kind of in the memory. There's, there's a close connection there, but the thought arises and then the mind kind of pulls the emotion in, the, the, the processes of mind and body. So a thought can arise and then the emotion can come with it. So there's that conditioning effect, thought, conditions emotion. And then emotions can also condition thoughts. So sometimes we have an emotion arise and then the mind kind of, it's almost like spins out thoughts based on that emotion. So a thought arises about something and the emotion arises or, or sometimes the emotion can just kind of come and then the the mind is in that field of an emotion and it's almost like it picks up thoughts that are connected to that emotion. One teacher says that thoughts can come off emotion like mud comes off a flywheel. <laughs> Guy Armstrong said that. It's like, you know, so sometimes it can feel like the emotions are churning out thoughts. And so sometimes when there's a lot of thinking happening, it can be useful to check in. What's, is there an emotion under there? Because sometimes the thoughts can, can, can take the primacy and uh, we're, we're paying attention to the thoughts. And if we can settle back and recognize, oh, what's happening here is frustration. Then sometimes that can allow the mind to connect with the experience and let go of the thoughts a little bit. And so this uh, emotion, thought, emotion kind of interweaving is, is useful to explore. And um, sometimes we might find a repeating thought. If our thought's repeating a lot, then um, the emotion may be uh, something to attend to if you find a kind of a, a hook to a particular thought. And just as a, a kind of a something I learned from my own experience. At a certain point in my practice, I had the belief that if a thought had a kind of repetitive quality to it, kind of an in intensity to it, that it would mean that it was <coughs> some kind of a hindrance under there, and so I'd go looking for the hindrance. And at a certain point, I began to recognize that at one point I was on retreat and I was noticing thoughts about friends from the time I was in the Peace Corps, these old friends I hadn't seen in a long time, and the thoughts kept coming up, and I kept thinking, come back to the breath. Thoughts would come up, thinking, come back to the breath. And at some point I got, it was, it was persistent enough that I got curious, what's there? And to my surprise, what was there was love. That was the emotion that was pervading it wasn't some kind of desire or greed or loneliness or something like that. It was, it was connectedness. 
And that connectedness had not been really touched into. It was like the, the connectedness, the feeling of metta. It's like I was trying to get my attention through these thoughts. And when the uh, mind recognized, oh, love, there was just this sitting in this field of love and the, the people were there in a way. It's like the, 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 the friends were there in that field with me, but the mind wasn't wandering. It was present with this sense of love. So thoughts are not always a manifestation of some kind of uh, reactive emotion. And in that seeing the thought, emotion, thought cycle like that, it can be useful to, as I did in that example, I let go kind of of the content of the specifics of the thoughts and just kind of turned inward. It's like uh, that, that external to internal shift Gil spoke about a couple nights ago. It's like, what's here? What's inside? What's What's this being connecting with? And th- through the body is often a useful way to explore it. And so connecting to the body, letting go of the thoughts and turning. How does the body feel this experience, the emotions? Very useful uh, way of exploring our mind states and emotions is what's the effect these mind states, these emotions have on the body. <coughs> 